Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 80 of Tales of Tamriel, Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am your host, Agelos, he who has been feeling the pain lately, or at least running out of stamina. Perhaps I should work out a little more. I don't know. Mm, it's rough. It's a rough life. And also joining me, uh, the man who is now finally back, I guess, um... The head has not swollen as much now, and he's back to normal size. But we missed him. Esteldian, how are you? I'm good. It's great to be back after uh, listening to you ladies cry into your gin a couple of episodes ago. It seemed a good idea for me to return. That was mead, sir. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Sounded like gin and God knows what else. Well, you never know. Whatever. It it, it happens, okay? It happens. (laughs) All right. Also joining us, we've got Setsua. How are you doing, Setsua? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing today? Awesome. Awesome. Getting ready to talk some Elder Scrolls. Awesome. And uh, attempting to make a fortif- or a potent Nurncrux Inferno staff, because that just seems like something that would sell. So, made. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into this, let's go ahead and mention our sponsors, and all of our sponsors are over at patreon.com slash Network. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us. Um, we really do appreciate it. all the supporters for the month of August. Um, you guys are the best in helping us along to, uh, to continue doing what we love doing, so thank you so much. Um, for those who want, wish to support us in other ways, there are other ways to do it. And that is by subscribing to our YouTube page, um, leaving us a review on iTunes. Not another one for Esteldian because he lets it get to him and then he disappears for episodes because he feels like he gets no higher than that. So don't, don't do that no more. <laughs> uh, and tell friends about us. Tell your guild about us. Say, hey, you listen to these guys. They're pretty awesome. Or we really suck, but you'll get a laugh out of it, and you can, you know, listen to us anyway. So definitely do all of that. All right, game news time. There has been some game news, and I'm I'm trying to think, like, there was something that happened. Something. I, I it, it was pretty big, but it took me, like, five days to download it. So that would be Imperial City. That's right. Imperial City has released on the... PC side of things at the very least. I'm honestly not really sure whether or not 
they uh, released on console. I know it was a few days, away, like two weeks away, I think it was. Still? It's another week or so, I think. Another week for, okay, yeah. Uh, I knew they had a um, a staggered release, but I wasn't sure how staggered. Because I looked at it, I glanced at it, but obviously I don't play on consoles. So it's kind of like, oh, they'll get it soon. And that's where I left it. I probably should have looked at that, but I didn't. Um, so I didn't. So you can blame me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Imperial City, guys, I kind of want to know, what are your, you know, have you guys got to play it yet? Um, Steldian. Uh, I haven't actually stepped foot in it since the PTS, funnily enough. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually, but yeah. I'm in no rush. I'll let the uh, the crowds die down a little bit, I think, and um, cruise on in there at some point, probably once I've got to VR16 and decide what I want to do with my gear. My old build, for example, just it's just crap in there, so mm. and until I'm VR sixteen I can't be bothered to start changing my gear up. Right. So I figured that way, because my old build wasn't the most damaging build in the world anyway. It's more about surviving whilst slowly whittling down another player. Obviously with a fifty percent damage buff uh, debuff, I hit like a wet noodle. So no I see for me. <laughs> you know, I <sighs> And I'll talk about it in the Tales section, which is probably going to be the majority of this show. Um, it, I do feel like I feel the weak as well. Like my numbers are significantly lower than they were before, and it's it's not just me. I've been looking at some other people as well, and it, it stamina is really really feeling the hurt this this patch. So, um, those changes were not not cool. We'll talk about. Well, let's let's hit on one of those real quick. Actually, before I do that, I should, you know, this is not Chocobo Nights, the other network, so I'm actually going to remember Setsua. Hi, Setsua. <laughs> have you hey. done Imperial City? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I haven't jumped into Imperial City yet because it's not on the PS4, but I don't, right. know if I, I don't know if I really will be playing it all that much. I'll try it a little bit, but I might not go in there too much. You're, are you a are you a PvP player? Are you more? I'm I'm a hardcore PvP player for a oh. lot of those that I play, but um, I don't like that they decided not to gate it. I believe I heard last, yeah. so I did not like that. I was just like, there's no point now. It just seems like a big battle arena, and there's really no point in doing it. But I could be wrong. I don't know. It it is a battle arena, like that it. It, it definitely it definitely gets that feeling. Now, I'm not saying it's not fun. I actually enjoy it more than the Cyrodiil. And I think the only reason... I, I would enjoy Cyrodiil more. Don't get me wrong. I like big battles. Um, but for those of you... If you've been following this show for the past year and a half, you guys all know I have archaic internet. And my internet is just really, really bad. Like Hence why I don't stream our shows and I, and I have other people do it. Because I literally cannot do it. My internet is DSL. I get like 256 KBS up and three megs down. That is it. Um, I often play, like right now is a good day for me. And I'm looking up at my ping rate and I'm sitting at the 120 to 150. It kind of hovers in there. Which huh. I guess, to, like to me, I'm thinking that's pretty good. But apparently that's not so good. It's, it's one tenth of a second delay. Um, I think it's pretty good. I'm usually between 90 and 100 or 120, and I've got 156 meg broadband. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wonder, is that just, like, huh? I, I realized that when the mega server was over here, but I'm a little surprised that you're still getting such poor ping. 
I really didn't notice it changed much when we moved over to the EU server, to be honest, or when they moved it over to Germany. Well, maybe it's just because it's in Germany. (laughs) I I haven't checked my speed at all, but I just upgraded my internet again, so it's probably a little better than last time, for me at least. Yeah, well, when you're dealing with something like... And that's that was me walking around Belkarth. Right now I'm on my uh, Veteran 1 Sorcerer uh, in Belkarth, just messing around. So I'm not really doing anything. There's no spell effects, and that's what I'm sitting at. But generally when I'm doing dungeons and stuff, I'm sitting at, like, 250. Oh. So, and in Cyrodiil, I'm sitting closer to three to 400. So that delay really, really sucks. And it makes it very hard to do almost anything. Uh, so I, I tend not to um, not to hang out overly long in those areas just due to the fact that, you know, uh, because of that. Um, but when I get better in it, I'll go back. But I do like the Imperial City. And I, I honestly, the free-for-all PvP on a slightly smaller scale... I think the only thing that makes it smaller scale is because people are going in with smaller groups. Not all the time, but because they are going into the Imperial City with smart... Because there's so many ads around. If you run around the full group, you're you're going to pull everything in the zone. Um, it's it's not as open as, as Cyrodiil, and therefore, you know, you can't really just run with a giant Zerg without pulling everything. But if you're with a Zerg, maybe you won't even care. Um, all right. On top of that, let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that happened with this patch. I'm going to touch on the werewolf change, because this is closest to my heart. I honestly thought it was a good change, because... Well, let me let me rephrase this. Unlike how it was before, Vampire, you had the fire buff all the time, or debuff all the time. Werewolf, only when you were actually transformed into a werewolf. So you actually got the benefits of werewolf, which was the 15% stamina regeneration, for just having it. So even if you weren't going to use werewolf, you just picked it up because you could. And it's like, it's a free 15% stamina regeneration. Why wouldn't you, right? Um... That has since been changed, and the where are the vampires been changed too? You actually have to have an ability on your bar to get the ben- the passives, but for vampire, it's not as big of a deal because the things that you're you're changing or you're putting up are um, like you might lose one bar. Werewolf doesn't have anything other than ultimates, so you're having to lose an all. And as a stamina player let's face it as a stamina player what are you what are you probably going to want for your ultimate and that's flawless dawnbreaker for the extra what is it eight percent damage yeah um it, it just doesn't make sense to not do that like you're losing eight percent to have werewolf but it doesn't really provide you with much else um steldian what are what are your thoughts sir yeah, I think it was poorly thought out. I would have rather they said you took the poison damage all the time and then you get the buff all the mm-hmm. time as well. Or, as I've mentioned before, put a passive on the ultimate for Werewolf that says 4 or 6% increased your damage so that it's at least comparable to Flawless Stormbreaker so that a stamina user might actually want to use the Werewolf ultimate. The Werewolf ultimate's a lot of fun too, actually. and It, it can put out significant amount of damage. It's actually kind of surprising. I think... Uh... 
if I remember correctly, on Tamriel Foundry, I was trying to read uh, Alcast from Hodor over on the EU side is has been playing around with Werewolf as an actual using the ultimate, but uh, I'm not sure how far along he got with that. But yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Veteran Rank 16 is out. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure Estelian, when you logged in, you probably got bumped all like all the way to 15. I had to do one quest to flag myself, and then I got bumped up. So, yeah, I had to pick a lock or kill a random yeah. mob. <laughs> just had to get just a little experience. Yeah, just one away. I think it was literally one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't much at all. Um, so yeah, I immediately got VR 15, which was awesome. Um, that actually surprised me. I was quite pleased by that. I thought they were going to put you right back to the beginning of 14 and make you work all the way up to 15. I actually kind of did too, to be honest. I really did. So, they didn't. So, Veteran Rank 16 came out, as well as, obviously, the Imperial City. Um, I actually really liked the look of the Imperial City. The scale of it is pretty amazing, to be honest. Like, it's... Oh! KDR Mickey, hey, he's in the chat room. Awesome. Oh, wow, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching the chat room for a little bit. Yeah, I need to start paying attention to it. I had it off my thing, and I wasn't really paying too much attention. I was trying to pick a lock, and therefore I was distracted because this stupid lady won't turn the heck around. I'm sitting here (laughs) staring at it, and it's like, turn around. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just strong box. I'm just like, let me pick oh, out man. the stupid strong box. And, nope. She's like, no, I'm just going to sit here and stare at you for 10 minutes. <laughs> I must be good looking or something because she will not stop staring at me. All oh, right. man. I got it. She turned around finally. <sighs> uh, Stefan says, how's the new leveling speed for veteran ranks? Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not VR 16 yet. All right, I literally only was playing a little bit yesterday and a little bit this morning. I mean, maybe a couple, I'll say probably about five or six hours tops, and I'm already 60% into the level. Now, I wasn't grinding. I wasn't doing anything of note. I was spending a lot of time messing with my build, dying in Imperial City. You, you know, I wasn't doing things that were overly... Um, experience heavy and i felt it was going pretty darn fast um yeah like i wasn't doing a whole lot of things and it was going pretty fast for me so it's it's a better pace i think the people who were complaining about the the speed will be pleasantly surprised because it does feel like it moves uh especially if you do things in imperial city i mean if i i find a group going to imperial city i was getting like how much like 2000 experience per kill or something like that it was it's like really really high now the mobs do hit like a truck so you're gonna want to bring somebody unless you're like really well geared but um i actually uh i I really enjoyed the imperial city so far and it's it's kind of kind of like a good thing it's a good thing it's a good thing so um yeah it's not too bad at all um, they added two more dungeons to the game with the Imperial City, which is the Imperial City Prison and the White Gold Tower. Um, 
have you run that Esteldian? I was going to ask you Setsuo, but I know you haven't really played much with it, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I haven't done the dungeons yet either. One of my guildies did, and he said he was pretty impressed. He said it took him about five hours to get through I'm, I'm not on their first lie. time, on their uh, best versions. Yeah. Um, now, again, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of difference uh, in terms of the vet 14 to 16 gear. I don't know if the difference when you add that gear is going to be that much to be worthwhile. But I went in the other day with a vet 16 healer, a vet 15 tank, vet 15 D- and two vet 15 DPS myself and one other. Um, and I'm not going to lie. We were getting wrecked. We actually scaled it down to VR one and still couldn't beat some of the bosses because they were just, it's it's not really a joke. It's kind of pushover, you know. And again, my build's probably not optimal, but I was still doing. I think in those dungeons, somewhere in the nine to ten k range, which is lower, but should be enough to do a dungeon, right? Well, um, my guildie yeah. is part of one of the high end guilds, and one of their teammates was from Hodor, and so they had a proper high end team. And as I say, it took about five hours and. 30 or so repair kits to get through. So it's, I guess it's kind of like doing back when Vet DSA came out for the first time. You know, it's, it's very difficult to get through. Once you get the hang of it, I'm sure it'll get easier and easier, but it's a nice, good challenge to start with, which is good. Until it gets nerfed. Right, right. It's, uh, I hope they don't nerf it because it is really. It's hard, but I like hard content and I find it very rewarding. Why, hello, face. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Wonderful. Come say hi to all the fans. Are you on camera? I am not on camera. I figured you were kind of half naked. I am half naked. Hi. The best part is we didn't say which half. Mm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. So here's Thais for all you guys who have been missing her. I know there's a lot of people since... Uh, Avi and I have already come to the conclusion that we are both just filler and everyone comes for Esteldian and Thais, so. <laughs> yeah, and, dream team. I accept this. I'm I'm literally just the guy who steers the ship, you know, and I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Titanic, but. No wonder why it crashed. Yeah, see, that's exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm steering the Titanic here and you guys are the ones who pushed over the women and children to get into lifeboats. So while you guys are still alive, that's great. Oh, and man. that's what people are here to see. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nice. Yeah, I, so. I, I like being that person. That works for me. I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, I miss being on the show very much. Well, we miss you, so yeah. hopefully you can come back soon. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Mm. Kissy. Yay. Oh, I got a kiss. I'm happy. Um, we were just talking about Imperial City Dungeons and how they are almost... Too hard. Insanely difficult. Uh, <laughs> I was running with Kilted Piper and two other um, of his guildies from, I believe it's Gast- Gastoich? I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, really huge gaming community. Um, I think they are mostly PvP-focused, but still, they're, they were a com- couple of uh, cool cool people. Um, so, most... it's, so it's actually hard content, then? It's pretty difficult yeah um again we were only vr 15 i don't know if there's going to be a big power scale gap when we hit 16 
if we get all you know 16 gear in there may be a big power gap i don't know yet but it was difficult and esteldine was mentioning that um buddy of his who was with some pretty high-end uh like raid people were saying it took like 30 repair kits and like five hours to down it that I even had to buy the packets and send them over to him so he could use them in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Outside support. That's really exciting. I wish I was max VR rank so I could try it out. It's What's really funny is we... Well, the thing is it was that difficult for us. We were in there for quite a while, too. We downed, like, one boss, and we did it at VR, like, 15, and then we're like, no, no. The trash was just murdering us, so we're like, let's scale it down to VR 1. Um, and we still were getting wrecked. Is that when I asked you if you were busy and you looked at me like someone shoved a javelin in your face? Pretty much. Alright, alright. <laughs> I was in, in great distress. Yeah. I, I just backed away slowly. Now I understand why. It it was it was pretty difficult. Like, And, and that's a good... It definitely is a good thing. The game I'm, needs it. The game definitely needs something that is going to hold players, make them stay, difficult content. It's things that they need. That That's... I'm glad to hear that. Hopefully that they don't nerf it. has decent gear in it as well. It has what gear? Decent gear. The actual only gear worth wearing, really, is from the dungeons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's actually something else. Let's go ahead and roll right into that. They added new gear into the game. Obviously, they had, what was it, like 20, 20-some-odd 20 sets or something like that? <gasps> nice. Yeah. Some of them you have to get from Imperial City, which is sort of quasi-PVP. It's open-world PVP, so you can get ganked, and they can steal your stones. So I'll cry, pretty much. It's actually not that bad. I was... Well, from between Saturday and today, I've spent a few hours in there just not really doing much. It's not like I was really running with groups. I was solo most of the time, which is probably not optimal. And I still walked away with 2K stones. Um, a VR 16 piece is 10K. Um... But to be honest, I mean, that's not too bad. I earn, Essentially, in maybe five hours of game time, of not even really difficult game time, I earned one-fifth of a piece. Look at back at our rating days. That actually isn't that much of a time commitment if you think about it. Maybe tomorrow we can try. Ooh. Ooh. Well, now I'm aroused. <laughs> Halo, Khajiit. Wow, that's, uh, it doesn't take much, does it? No, I, no. I'm... Nope. I'm I'm very much a fetish for killing Daedra. Wow. You want to grab lucky your half, Lucky you're half naked from the waist down then, eh? Stop your underpants and cap on across the room. <laughs> Same thing happens to me, but with killing elves. Well, I'm, I'm fine with killing elves as well. Yeah. Except for the Dunmer, because they're awesome. They are awesome. They are. They're the only ones that are acceptable. The rest of them? Nope. And yeah. Khajiit? Nope. I love Khajiit. They're hilarious. Especially mm-hmm. Razumdar. He cracks me up, and he is, like, the best. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by there, Thais. You're welcome. It was fun. Take your Khajiit. I will take, take your Khajiit with me. Take him. Give him kisses. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was nice. I like it. Um, gear. New item sets that were added. Let's talk a little bit about those. Um, well, we were talking a little bit before this. And again, I'm coming at this from the aspect of a stamina DPS Templar, okay? Most of the Telvar sets for me, at least even from what a lot of other, you know, not just me, a lot of other high-end people who do a lot of theory crafting are saying, there's just really nothing there. I think as of right now, um, and again, it's early, but I will say, like, one person I follow in Tamro Foundry, you should follow him, uh, Alcast, 
Uh, if you're into da- damaging melee Templars, he he's amazing. Um, he has a great guide. It's called. Let me pull it up here because I have it. It's he called Jab. It's Jab's oh, yeah, Mania. Jab's Mania, and I'm actually gonna put that in the notes so I don't forget to actually post it. Because I always say sometimes I'm gonna post stuff, and if I don't put it in the notes, because I look at the notes the next day when I'm when I'm working on getting the show notes ready, and if it's not there, I forget about it. So there we go. It's in the notes. Excellent. Um, this was the build that I was following almost exclusively for my damage Templar. Um, except for I used two-handed instead of dual-wield. Dual-wield was better, but even Alcast was saying it's not much of a difference. If you want absolute top, you can go dual-wield, but I actually now have dual-wield on my bar too, so I just got rid of that stupid bow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But they actually buffed bow now too, just as I get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? Sucks. Um, Yeah, so it looks like for me, like my best-in-slot gear is actually going to turn out to be almost all crafted pieces with the exception of uh, the jewelry that's not even part of a set. It's it's that new jewelry that was added that just has raw stats. Um, Esteldian, I know you were looking at it too. Are you looking at any of the new pieces from Imperial City, even crafted? Um, well, I don't know about the craft ones, but from what I've seen, the dungeon ones are where it's at. There are some very good ones to get. You've got the over surge or something overcharged set which is basically a new martial knowledge um yeah so that's out there but i know people are complaining that everyone talks about how oh this is a pv you know forcing pve is to pvp the ic blah 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 and then the pvp is pointed out yeah but the telvar stone gear is pretty crap so if any <laughs> pvp wants to be competitive they're forced to do pve to get the dungeon gear which is all bind on pickup as well just to make it worse <laughs> yes, you can't even at least before if you really think about it, at least before my best in slot set was the um oh crap. I was just talking about it. Ravaging. Ravaging, thank you. And I spent like half a million on all those pieces, but um Zoss in their infinite wisdom, I don't know why, they decided not to update those sets, so they're not going to VR sixteen. So it looks like I'm I'm sticking with the crafted at this point, which in my defense, is easy for me because it's cheap. <laughs> it's just farming the mats, um, which I have bum loads of, except for the new materials. But I've been getting drops from Imperial City that I've been breaking down. I should be able to craft VR sixteen stuff fairly fairly quickly. I mean, it's not going to take me a lot of time um, to do this thing. So I don't know. I, I I've I like that they added more sets, but I really wish they would have just brought every single set in the game up to VR uh, 16. Like, every single one should have been... Even ones from older ones should have been dropped in dungeons. Uh, Yeah, but at the same time, their argument for VR 16 in the first place is they they reckon that this is an easier way to kind of reset the gear for when they finally get rid of VR ranks, if they ever do. So I guess if they made the old gear VR 16 as well, that kind of defeat the point of slowly trying to phase, phase things out and start again, as it were. So okay. I can see why they're not doing it up to 16, because hmm. I guess that's their reason. Because if they made it 16, as I say, that's, then that's not resetting the gear sets at all, is it? It's just carrying on as business as usual. So by leaving them out, eventually they want to get VR 18, which is bound to come. By that point, all the old gear is gone. Only everything new 
is worth having and therefore those the, that gear is kind of the default level 50 gear as it were once you get with the vr ranks yeah but well, shouldn't all the pieces just be default level 50 gear um well i mean i didn't know why they didn't do it that way but they did say the complications of trying to change it from the vr4 inversion the vr1 version etc well if you sort of wait long enough that stuff really does come obsolete anyway hmm. but we'll see that's my assumption is why they're not doing it anyway right i don't know method to their madness I honestly think they just ran out of time and were like, we're adding all these new sets. Let's just forget the other ones. It's sort of like their excuse for um, for not bringing Trials up to VR16. What was their excuse? The guys who are, who would bring it up are off doing something else. They just, yeah. We just don't have anyone to do it. I honestly feel like they're just like, you know what? We got 20. We're done kind of deal. Well, you've got the other problem there, haven't you? They made the old Gear VR16. And then, what if everyone wants that gear? So they've only made 22 new sets, and no bugger wants to use any of them. No one wants to use them now anyway. <laughs> yeah, but at least they're kind of forcing your hand to an extent. Literally, yeah. like, my spec, like, right now, they're looking at this going, everything is crap. You might as well just go back to Crafted, which is the stuff that was released with the base game. <laughs> well, that's, that's stamina. The magical one, there is all the drop stuff. There is a whole set of drop stuff worth using. I would say yeah. the four overseer or whatever, and then you've got the Molag Kenner, the new dungeon set. Then you've got the jewelry, of course, which is the willpower jewelry. Um, is, so, that, and, is that what it's called, the stuff that's just raw stats? Uh, well, they're not, well, they are kind of a set. They're, they're three-set jewelry piece, if I understand. Okay. So they are a set, but they are, only come in jewelry. So, okay. Only come in there. Okay. So you got three of them, four of the overseer, whatever, two of the other one, and then ideally a master item, maybe. And I think that kind of sets that, sets you out. So yeah, for me, it's like five hundings, um, three, two or three, depending. Night mothers, and then that willpower set. That's it. Really, night mothers. I thought ashen grip would be more useful for you. Like it's extra weapon pad and. It does, but weapon power, if I remember correctly, people are saying are not, is not as good this patch as it was. Now, well, don't take that as the gospel truth here, people. I just remember seeing that somewhere where they were like, the will, the the pure um, weapon power is just not as good as it was last patch. Uh, well, they nerfed it by instead of being at least non-max level, instead of being 170 you had before this patch, it's now. Uh more like 120 so it's taking a big hit but that's still better than a raw stat and i'm still pretty sure it's better than a four percent crit um i um, think it's anyway but uh, i interrupt here much. real quick dill dillpat in chat goes it's easier to get the imperial city stone gear as it comes um um you know pre-made and you don't need 100 plus of the mats to make it now uh when you're done with that thought we'll we'll talk about that then too um wow that's interesting um i'm sorry you may continue <laughs> ah i got a message okay um all right well let's go ahead and talk about that uh, that's another thing that th it's kind of surprising but i i understand why they're doing it the gear that's been added the crafted gear for the new v veteran rank 16 they added a new item into the game in order to actually craft but uh, there's no way to farm it outside of breaking down materials 
So that's a new thing, having to break down materials just to get it as the sole way. And the difference between veteran rank 15 and 16 is pretty extensive to the point where it's like 100 plus bars in order to make a sword. Is that a little crazy or, or not? It's crazy high numbers. Um, but like you said yourself, you're probably not all that far away from getting one of the items over there. I mean, my god, do a few of the dungeon runs in IC and you'll probably find yourself with a decent number. You got the yeah. I'd, I'd use stone. I'm, I'm using any tailbuster stones to buy any, but you could use them as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it's, it's a ridiculous leap. Um, I'm most interested in the fact that they have made it that it's not farmable um, because I think that would be a great first step towards what I'd like to see. Uh, which is eventually certain bits only being obtained from raids and therefore that's how you get yourself crafting being able to do top end game gear because it comes from doing top end game stuff to get the ingredients to do so which I'd like to see happen because that's the only way you can keep crafting relevant in terms of hey I want the best in slot crafted that's fine but you need the end game to still have a point so if you can get some crafting material from the end game to then make these special items then everyone's happy raiders sure. have to raid to get the stuff crafters are needed to make the stuff so the fact that it's now only from drops could well signal that they're going that way. I could be being a bit optimistic, but I'd like to see it do that. Hmm. Um, QGN's in chat. Hey, guys, thank you so much for coming out. Um, also, Dil, uh, Dilflat says, uh, it's only stuff in IC that drops, so you can't go to Stone Falls and grab all the gear in the shops there, but you can buy the mats with Telvar. Uh, that is true with the exception that if you scale any of the dungeons up to at least VR 15 you can it will drop VR 15 um whites and greens and stuff like that like just the trash stuff that you can then break down um, only only from the bosses though in the old world dungeons it's only yeah. the bosses there's a big stink about that yeah yeah bosses uh, it, it's the only time where i'm hoping i don't get that special named item that's a purple <laughs> please just give me trash please just give me trash <laughs> um but yeah, there is multiple ways. Like, yeah, it's mostly Imperial City, obviously. But if you go into any of those old world dungeons, um, <laughs> Kilted Piper just messaged me in game going, he hit VR 16. <laughs> nice. Congrats. Congrats, Kilted. There you go. Shout out on the show. Well uh, done, Kilted. Well done, Kilted. Congratulations. See, guys, the, to get that extra veteran rank, he was only VR4, and he didn't actually get kicked over either. He had to level it up. Uh, so it didn't take him more than a few days because I know he was uh, really busy. It was mostly this weekend that he was playing to get two veteran ranks. Um, yeah, so interesting. All right. Item sets, we talked about item sets. Let's talk about style gear, because there's some more styles. There's, of course, the Zivkin style that you can get. Again, they broke it up into pages. I like this, um, because it does give people something to shoot for, and ways to make money and trade and things like that, because it's not just one book. You can go, hey, I have this, and I'll trade for this, and or I'll sell this, or whatever, um, which is cool, which is definitely cool. Um, as well as, I think, everyone's favorite set, at least I know Thaisa's favorite, uh, they added glass armor to the game. Yeah, she's doing a little fist bump over there. Um, 
for those who don't know, the way to get the Zivkin set is just in the Imperial City, as far as I'm aware. Uh, mostly from the chest and things, you may get lucky and find things out there. So, um, but the way to get the pieces, the the glass fragments, is by doing the dailies, the crafting dailies. So get out there and do those crafting dailies. Um, how 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 far have you gotten on either one of these, Esteldian? Uh, nowhere. I'm. If I find the stuff, I haven't got all the dwarven stuff yet. I just you just don't care. Don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't care enough to spend my time trying to find stuff that, in the grand scheme, thing doesn't really make any difference. I don't think it looks good enough for me to care too much for. I'm pretty attached to my Ultima gear. You see, if it looked really cool to me, it might make a difference. But like, I think I thought the Dreamer stuff looked pretty crappy, and I'm not impressed with the glass. And I'm not so. I haven't really looked at the uh, Zifkin, but I don't have much expectation of it. Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Okay. Obviously, new achievements and collectibles have been added to the game, which are a plus for me. And I, I am going to say something that I, I will go back and I will eat my eat my words here for a little bit. So everyone, get ready. Um, way to go, Zoss, on adding things into the game as collectibles, aka skins and stuff, that you can actually earn in-game by, you know, doing the treasure things and having it be a rare drop. So, everyone, I'm going to do a little clap here. That's my clap. Not very <laughs> loud, because I, 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 I don't want to break everyone's ears, but... <laughs> um, I'm still a little sore about last week with them saying they're never adding mounts into the game outside of the crown store. Um, but this was definitely a step in the right direction. And I am actually, um, I'm actually really, really excited about that. It's something that really did excite me. I'm looking at these achievements and stuff going, Oh, this you like, I'm actually gonna pull it up right now. Cause I'm actually gonna, I'm in character right now. Um, I'll go ahead and pull up my collections, go to my costumes. There's several costumes uh, Imperial Chancellor you get for Veteran Rank 16, which is pretty awesome. Uh, just another leveling reward. Uh, Soul Shriven Skin. A very rare reward from defeating the elite Daedric forces and their masters in the darkest depths. So I'm assuming that's the Imperial City Sewer Dungeon. So you can get that skin, which looks pretty cool. Uh, the Zivkin Ogner Polymorph. The Zivkin Dreadguard and the Zivkin Tormentor were also added, and all of these are found very rarely from Imperial Reward containers purchased in the Imperial City with Telvar Stones. So, and they're sellable, so we'll actually be able to see them um, be sold. That's exciting, at least to me. That sounds pretty good. It's definitely a plus of seeing things added to the game, not just added to the crown store. It's no yeah. mount, but yeah, it's no mount, but it, it it definitely is. It's definitely a step in the right direction. It's a a reason to go out and like I'm sitting there looking at my Telvar stones, going, "Hey, um, um, <laughs> hey, uh, Obi's in chat. Hey, Obi, how you doing, man? Um, thanks for coming out." Um, Quest Gaming says, going through dungeon feels unrewarding gear-wise without using the Undaunted Daily Quest. Um, 
it i honestly i agree with you 100 percent. before now i haven't ran too much uh of the new dungeons however there are quite a few new sets like i know they've released a lot of the older sets back into the game as dungeon drops as well as the new jewelry and stuff that are dropping like i've been seeing chat right now like i'm looking here in chat uh wanting to trade two-handed axe for dagger of endurance which is a veteran rank 16 as a three set bonus i'm looking at it right now and its current cost is uh, 120k um now again it's because it's new but people are buying these special smaller sets and there's jewelry and stuff as well so that that's actually kind of exciting um eh. It, it's hard to it's hard to tell um with these new sets like a lot of people are still kind of playing with it Esteldian, do you feel like the new dungeon sets and stuff that are adding will make it rewarding uh i do as, as i said earlier i know for a fact that people are going to be farming the heck out of the new dungeons to get some of the gear as i say the Overseer, whatever it is, Overcharge set is the new martial knowledge. Given that martial knowledge doesn't come in BR16, that makes it as good as it gets. Um, so that's going to be gone um, and farmed to death to try and get it. I'm sure there's another set or two out there that might be worthwhile. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty confident there must be, as well as, as you say, the jewelry. So, yes, after a long, long, long wait, there is actually a reason to run the dungeons to actually get some gear for a change. Right. I'm 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 hopeful. Like I really am hopeful. Like I'm thinking that those jewelry sets at the very least should have a fairly good um value added to them just because of the fact that they they don't require anything special. And let's face it, at the very least gearing up players will um <clears throat> will will want want to have them quickly because how hard is it to get jewelry like it's insanely hard to get jewelry at least for me it was um so i think it actually will they'll at least have some value later on just because of the fact that newer people who don't quite have the sets instead of running around some random blue like reduced feet cost or spell cost they might get these willpower sets to carry them through and i know i'm gonna use them so um, yeah. yeah, I think everyone is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. Unless you had a set that's really, really good, or that uses like for me, once upon a time that was the um, ravaging set. But since it's not going up to VR sixteen, now I'm sitting here looking at my jewelry slots. I had three ravaging pieces in there. Going now, what am I going to do with them? Well, I think one of the problems is that the new set might be the be all for every single wall there is out there, which. It's a bit of a shame because it means everything's all like, oh, everyone wants this same set. We like a bit of variety. Yeah. And uh, Dil, still. Dil Fat in chat says, jewelry sets will always cost the most. And I honestly think that's because it's it's because you can't craft jewelry yet. So, like, for me, it was one of those things, like, when I was trying to save for the Ravager, it's like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm planning on saving for this Ravager set, but until I get it, I can use a crafted something up until then um you know and that kind of drove the cost and i think a lot of people looked at it going why would i want to spend a 200 
thousand gold on a piece when it it does give me a little bit more DPS, but not you know does it that mean a lot to me if I'm not doing the high end content if I'm only running like dungeons or something like that? Do I really want to spend that much? Do I even care? Um, but jewelry sets obviously will be something I think will definitely sell because you can't craft them and people will get sick and tired of looking at that um reduced feet costs emerald reduced feet cost ring of awesome that is junk so i don't know that's that's my thoughts um all right uh before we move on to anything anyone else have anything else they want to mention about that before we we go forward nope nope okay uh, yeah, Warlock Ring, man. Oh, I remember getting Warlock Rings back when the game came out. It didn't matter what level it was. You just looked at that and went, cha-ching. Like, it didn't even matter. Did not even matter what level it was. It would sell. I think I was selling, like, level 27 Warlock Rings, and people were buying them for, like, 10K. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, really? Okay. All right, here you go. Uh, man, I miss those days. Those were good. Those were good, good days. Um, obviously they did a lot of changes to Cyrodiil, um, including some of the new campaign changes such as Azura's star, um, ownership of keeps resources, elder scrolls and outposts will generate one point per scoring cycle last 30 days. Blackwater blade is the non veteran that has the standard, um, keeps resources, elder scrolls will generate points. Chill rend, Keeps, outposts, and resources generate zero points. Only ownership of Elder Scrolls generate points. Hatteras, keeps, outposts, and Elder Scrolls will generate zero points. Ownership of resources is what generates points in that campaign. And Thornblade, um, resources, outposts, and Elder Scrolls will generate zero points. Ownership of keeps generate points in Thornblade. So that's that's interesting. They don't even have everything in here because I think... what. Which one am I part of? I joined up. No, I'm. I am Thornblade. I am Thornblade. Okay. Wow. I was like, I thought they don't have True Flame. That was the one that I was thinking of. I think I'm still on Blackwater. Well, if you're not, if you're doing non-vet, but I'm not non-vet. So. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're not a veteran rank character, that's kind of where you want to be. Um, it, different scoring rules it, it'll it'll change the meta of gameplay obviously depending on which one you're in if resources are how you score points the big zergs are probably going to break up because you can hit more you need less people to take those and you can get more by breaking up into smaller parties hmm. yeah I think Hatteras is going to be a good one for those who don't like the zerg which is yeah. pretty much everyone but the zerg yeah, <laughs> I, I, I it, it's interesting. I like the different scoring, um, and I I honestly think that what they'll do is they'll probably try this for a couple months, a, a few cycles of the campaign just to see how it takes. But I, I have a feeling where what we're gonna see happen is they're gonna look at this going, okay, people are not going to Hatteras, okay, like they just they're not just for it just for argument's sake um no one really cares at all about hatteras so why even bother keeping it so let's go ahead and just remove that place i'm sure this is very much a 
let's see what works and what doesn't, which is a good thing to do. Obviously it's a good thing to see what's going on and, and, and what actually is gonna, gonna matter. Uh, yeah, my issue is, and obviously I'm not a big PvP, so I could be totally wrong, but I'm not entirely sure. Does anyone play Citadel anymore? What's the point? They haven't locked out IC. AP points are now redundant. I'm like, oh, what are you running around for? Once you've got yourself to the top tier, yeah. unless you're one trying to get in the top 2% to actually get the decent rewards, everyone else, mm. surely you're just not going to bother being there. I just don't see much of a reason to be hanging out in Citadel regardless. But as I say, I, I could be wrong. My my last hope was Imperial City not be uh, to be gated. That was mine, but now I don't see the point either. Um, once I get up there, yeah, Setsuo makes a great point. Before, when they were making keep access be gated for Imperial City, that might have been a reason to go out. Now I still and I said this in previous shows, and I still believe this is going to be true. Uh, the real PvPers, or at least the people who are interested in getting the good rewards, doing the AP grind, etc., 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 are going to tire of Imperial City. Because let's face it, it's smaller groups. You may get some kills in there, but it's not going to be the AP farm to, to rank up and do all of that kind of stuff. Uh, that the uh, Imperial or that the mainland offers. Uh, so eventually, after the newness is off and people get their stuff, I mean, they'll go in there from time to time, but I think the, the life will return to the campaigns. Um, let's see here. I just pulled that up, and now I... Quest Gaming, do you guys think zerging in a, is a problem? Seems like right now, if you're not in a group or zerging, you're not getting Telvar stones. Let me... I think it depends a lot. Um... I think they, it depends a lot on what the population is. I'm part of Thornblade, and when I was running around, now given I was running around at really odd times, like even for me it was odd, like why am I still awake kind of odd times? Um, and there were small groups. I think the biggest group of Aldmari Dominion that was running around was a group of five uh, I saw one Daggerfall guy in a safe zone. <laughs> Poor Daggerfall. Um, oh, and I, I felt so bad for him. Because he was surrounded by like 10 EP characters. But we were in one of the quest areas, which is kind of neat. If you're doing the quest, the quest areas are safe zones. So you actually can't be killed. So he's just standing there surrounded by EP. It's like, dude, the second you leave here, you're going to get ganked. Right when you step out the door, you're done. Yeah. As soon as you walk out that door. I honestly haven't run into any big Zergs. Um, most of the group, the biggest group I've seen so far was an Ebonheart side. And obviously Ebonheart was the highest uh, group in, in there at the time. And I only saw a group of like seven. I honestly am not seeing huge Zergs, but maybe that's just my campaign. Um, I I tend to think that Zergs are not going to be an issue because when you have so many people, the you're going to be slow moving just because you're going to be pulling every single monster in that area because it is jam-packed with monsters. It is not a not a little amount or anything like that. It is It is pretty jam-packed. So, um, I think Zerg are a problem, or will be. Okay, well, it's just it's inevitable. It's PvP is um, 
they'll find the best way to do whatever it is they want to do and it inevitably ends up being some sort of mechanic which is a bit cheesy a bit crappy that's uh, not just a P- it's competitive gamers i should say because actually pve is the same you, you find something they can do a bit dodgy in the pve land and that's what they do doesn't matter it's not fun it's effective and that's exactly why you see the zergs everywhere and i know i'm blaming zoss and they should sort it out but well it's a losing battle even if they find a way to sort it out they'll find another way to kind of ruin the idea of an actual pvp combat and it's just it's just the way it is it has been all the time people find a way no one no one enjoys running around 30 people running around spamming aoe surely but they do it because it's really effective and right. so you make it not effective they'll find something else which is also equally crap but really effective hmm. so uh, it'll be there okay dill dill fat in chat says regarding um we should just think regarding ic it's their first dlc and if they're bringing out quarterly we can hope that they learn from their mistakes i think D- for what it is i think imperial city is really good like i really do i i will say i find imperial city to be really good for what it is i'm a pve-er so take that into regard this 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 um dlc is not directly aimed towards me but it's still it's fun for what it is it really is i like the open world running around killing monsters that little bit of extra danger maybe i feel a little better because of the campaign that i'm on right now because there's just i may run across people uh i feel like to be effective you should be in a group of at least one other you should be duoing or greater um solo is obviously probably not the best idea not just for the fact that you can get ganked very easily but the mobs do hit really really hard (laughs) and they're often grouped up in groups of like three so it's it's very very difficult in there still my experience on the pts was the mobs kind of felt like Remember the old days of vet ranks before they went and nerfed the hell out of them? You know, that's a perfect, perfect analogy. It really does feel like pre-nerf vet ranks in there. Like, they, they hit like a truck. Uh, they come in packs. It, it's rough. It really is rough. Um, but as for what Dilfat was saying, including that, um, QGN was mentioned about whether or not they keep up with their quarterly. I, I'm going to say this, and it, it might be a little negative. Zoss has not had a good track record with keeping their promises with with update releases. Let's just face it. They haven't. Um, do Is quarterly possible? Yeah, they probably do it. My biggest fear is not that they'll give up... Um, not that they will give up the quarterly release. I think they'll do that. But in my eyes, what is going to make up a quarterly release for them? Like, Orsinium, the next one coming up, I'm excited for all right, like because that feels like a DLC. I appreciate it. The next two, I'm kind of worried about because it's Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood. Now, Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood are obviously some of the most popular things in the game, but is it just gonna be a skill line and maybe a storyline quest? Does is does that a good DLC make? I don't think so. Yeah, and that's my concern. Yeah, like they're gonna market as DLC. Like, hey, here's your DLC. Oh, it's a skill line you know one skill line kind of like ledger domain and uh one quest line to tell you the story well let's face it how fat if you skip text that three month wait will give you maybe 10 hours of content that's my fear not that they'll stop the three month cadence but that they'll lower their what their dlc is gonna be to something that's like is this really worth a dlc i mean 
Guild Wars 2 technically updated their game every two weeks. But it was a living story quest that took 30 minutes to beat. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, my goodness. Chat room is wonderful today. They're just chatting so much. I'm loving it. Obi goes, Ag, I'm very unhappy with stamina changes. Yeah, I feel really weak. Uh, Dilfat, it feels like they push you towards magic if you want to DPS and only stam if you're tanking. That's how I feel. I tried to stam run, but the stam versus magic is very hard in PvP, and you can't block as you move. Um, Nightblade and Sorcerers can easily get away easily versus stam DK or temp being punished for dodge rolls and blocking. Um... Yeah, uh, I actually I'm I'm going to agree with you guys 100%. Asteldian, you can you can either back me up or disagree. Obviously, I play Stamler Templar, and I've been feeling the hurt. And if you don't believe me, check out um, like I said, uh, Jab's Mania. The the conversations going on for the Templar stamina DPS is even from the guy who is one of the top in the world going, I'm feeling a huge DPS decrease. I'm not having the sustain I once had. Um, it, it, it does feel like we're getting pushed back towards the, the magica. Like that seems to be the common thread. Um, at least for me, as I, as I was telling, uh, Esteldian before the show, I now have enough points that I have all three magic lines updated so I will end up probably having a Magicka build ready to play with. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, I said Stamina Tank, by the way. <laughs> so, so Stamina is really redundant for me because I Magicka that as well. Huh? So uh, <laughs> there could well be no point in going Stamina at all, which works for me because I say I'm more Magicka anyway. Right. So you're the one person who's not feeling it that much. Um, I can see that. Last thing I want to touch on before we move on, Setsua, feel free to jump in here whenever you feel the need. <laughs> All right. I, I don't want you to feel like neglected, but oh, no, I know good. some of this stuff you ha- you you can't do yet, just due to the fact that it's not on on uh, PS4 on yet. PS4 yet. So we're yeah. trying to move through this. The last thing I really want to touch on was the changes that they made to the rewards for the imperial city or not imperial city but for the why am i drawing a blank the end of campaign rewards and i'm I'm gonna touch on the the 30 days uh the seven day campaigns are obviously less so pretty much take what you get in the 30 day and third it they actually provided a nice little spreadsheet if you want to look it up but obviously most of you guys know that the rewards of the worthy before were just utter crap like, it was just really bad. Um, the 30-day campaigns now, for first place, you get 10.5k gold. Um, for the first tier, for the second tier, 15k gold plus five items, five blue items. And for the third tier, 19.5k gold plus five purple items. Um, and the second and third place rewards for both those tiers are gold. Uh a fairly substantial amount. The lowest amount for third place in the for the third place alliance is almost five k gold. So I mean that's a that's a good reward. That's for everyone who participates, regardless of your actual standing. 
Oh, so Daggerfall's going to get about 5K then. <laughs> well, how they tiered it out is this. The first base alliance, tier one, is for the people who earned 25K to 49K AP during that session. That's how much you get. The next is from 50K to 99.9K, and third tier is 100K plus that that time. Oh. Um, so the, it, you do have to play a little bit, but it's it the rewards are no matter where you ranked. You didn't have to be in the top. Now, for the top 2% on the leaderboard, you get, for the, for the first tier, again, for that, is 15K gold plus five gold items uh, all the way across the board for all three tiers if you're in the top 2%. If you're in the top 3 to 10%, you get... Uh, seven point seven point five k gold and five purple items. So that's actually uh, a pretty decent rewards, at least versus what they were before. Because hmm. before they were just garbage. <laughs> oh, at least the rewards got better then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the end of campaign rewards are are really good. Um, Obi says it feels even slower now to vet level than before. Spent two hours scroll and did not hit a quarter over VR fifteen. Um, what's really strange, uh, Obi, is I got halfway through VR 15, not using any scroll and maybe playing about five hours, but it, it wasn't anything where I was like XP grinding. I was literally running around Imperial City dying. Uh, I think that the leveling experience is actually not that bad if you take advantage of the experience gains they increased in the various areas, such as Cyrodelic Quest, Imperial City, and Public Dungeons. If you go into those areas, I think you'd be grinding better off. Uh, Craglorn got updates as well uh, to experience, so like I thought it was actually pretty quick. Like I really did. My understanding is just doing the normal dungeons in the new IC area and doing the quest in there will get you practically half a level or something ridiculous. So, the, the Are you talking about the five-man dungeons or are you talking uh, about... The five-mans, the uh, White Tower and the other one, apparently. Yeah. People were saying just do that on normal. I think the quest is probably what gives you loads of the experience. But. Yeah, I was doing the, the Drake of Blade quest and I was getting a lot of experience from that, like a, a significant amount of experience. And I've done four of the seven. So, and I'm over 60% in to VR 16. You were in Craglorn? Huh. That's like, I'm really surprised at that because when I was in it, I was not grinding. Like I was not optimally grinding. I was really just milling about, kind of doing my own darn thing however it was I felt like doing it and I still felt like I was leveling fairly quickly I think Craglon despite its changes is still one of the worst places to get experience hmm. I think it's slow, monsters are quite chunky takes time to kill them and it hasn't been given that big a gain so if you're not grinding in the IC or doing the IC dungeons to get the experience there then just get yourself back into Cyrodiil, into one of the Dells and quickly farm your way through if okay. I were trying to grind up, it's still the best place. Monsters die fast. It's pretty safe. It's an easy, quick way of getting it. As I say, Icy is the best place. And from what I understand, do the two normal dungeons. Killing all the bosses there gives you experience. The actual quest for the first time completion gets you the skill points and a load of experience. Uh, so, Dilf, Dilfat in game is saying, I went from, uh, got from VR6 to VR8 and almost only 50k experience away from VR9. 
uh, just this weekend with no boost, no marriage, and he was just grinding zombies in Sentinel. So, I mean, that's that's fairly decent, like, I think. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I, I find that not to be that bad. Um, oh, Spellscar? Oh, Spellscar got nerfed the heck, though, Obi. Like, after, like, what was it, Update 6 or something like that? They nerfed that so poorly. Like, it is awful in Spellscar. Yeah, and all they've increased in Kragdon really is the experience gains for the quests. So if you're not doing the quests... Yeah, quest and the be. public area, or the dungeons, like the delves and stuff. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think that's uh, about it for right now. Obviously, they added new solvents to the game. VR 10 waters and VR 15 waters are now available. VR 15 waters can only be found within Imperial City. Um, Potency runes for red and ranks 15 and 16 have now been added. Again, found in Imperial City. Uh, Added new recipes for provisioning found in Imperial City. So a lot of things. Imperial City, Imperial City, Imperial City. All right. Anyone have anything they want to talk about about this big update? I know we've been going on this update now for over an hour. So let's, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start moving on to something else. But um, anyone have anything they want to say about Imperial City before we move on? Any any pros, cons, uh, anything like that? Uh, the the non gen for blocking? Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> not not fond of it? Uh, funny enough, I've, I'm not bothered so much by the idea that they've stopped the regen. It's not the big catastrophe everyone or some people think it's going to be. Uh, my big issue is that I feel that the Templar has been left sort of... He's left a bit short on this one. DKs have ways of getting their stamina back anyway, as I've shown from that build on the on Dunkwa network. Yep. You use your magic to basically give you stamina. The Nightblade has the siphoning attacks. Even the uh, the Sorcerer can throw out the Dark Deal, which isn't as good as the other two because it takes a cast. But one second to cast that is certainly better than trying to get a heavy attack in. Um, the Templar's been left with nothing. He's got his repentance as long as there's dead bodies around. But let's face it, the real problem for blocking and stamina is against bosses usually. Because if you drop your block, you could die. And there's no dead bodies, so the Templar's been left with nothing. So it's... I don't mind the change. I, I'm not appreciative of the disparity between the classes. Um, I would have liked to have seen Radiant Aura get changed from the completely useless pile of crap it is into actually giving 20% of your max stamina back over 10 seconds rather than giving you a regen no one needs. Because uh, no one takes Radiant Aura. They will take Repentance, and for good reason. So they could have done something there and actually made it useful and kind of kept a bit more balance. Uh, so the poor Templar has to work a little bit harder to try and get past the no, the no stamina while blocking issue. Maybe that's why I'm having so many issues as it is with my guy. Just well, it's, in... it really sucks for you stamina DPS because like someone pointed out earlier. Well, usually when you're fighting, you do have to block sometimes. You can't afford to not be regening your stamina. You already blow through it really fast. You don't need to be blocking, <laughs> losing it from the block, losing it from no regen. Um, and I said, you know, the magic guy at least he can keep his block up. Still, right. I'm sure, he puts up fast, but at least he can get away doing it without ruining his DPS for the rest of the fight. Yeah, it it, it is, and 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 a Dilfat says in chat, he's Templars require you to have dro- a dropped enemy to get back a resource with repentance. Uh, 
I need to get resource battle. I'm now a heavy potion drinker, and it's starting to become a problem. <laughs> it is very much a problem because uh, I feel I, the same way. I found the best way to do it as tank is what you do is you let teammates die and then repentance them. It's fine. You get stamina going all day long. <laughs> I like that. Just let the teammates die. Um, but even so, if you're a stamina Templar, let's face it, you... Your repentance is based off Magicka, so it actually doesn't do that much for you, to be no, honest. No, it's been changed now. That shouldn't be the case. And if it is, it's a bug. They did say they've changed it to be a oh. max stat now. I've actually not had much of a change. Like, it feels like I'm only getting a couple hundred. Not much at all. Not much at all. Like, it feels really, really low for me. So maybe it is a bug. Yeah, uh, Dill, I'm feeling that too because I'm two-hand dual-wield DPS and I'm I'm definitely feeling the burn, but not in a good way. <laughs> um, so, like, it, it really does hurt. Like, I'm, I'm really in the pain right now, so... I don't know. But, alright. Let's go ahead and move off of the Imperial City. Let's go ahead and talk about more Crown Star items, because that's what we got. Um, I actually have two notes in here, obviously, because um, they've added more Crown Store items since, um, including such things as, and since I have it up here right now, I might as well take a look at it. Um, they have added the Daedrat, the Mind Shriven Horse, as well as the bag upgrades, so you can buy like 10 slots at a time. Um, they've added new costumes, including the Soul Shriven Pack. And there was something else in here, too. That, well, we talked about the Nidic armor before. Um, yeah. And that's about it. So Daedrat, that's it. So that's what they added. More of those things. Um, I... I don't know. Did anyone look at any of these? Have you got any of these? I have not, no. Okay. Do you... Well... Uh in your case, do you plan on it? <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe. And when it comes, yeah, because there's not really um, too many crown store items on the PlayStation 4 shop yet for some odd reason. I have about three, four thousand crowns just waiting there for me to spend on. And I haven't found anything I really wanted yet. Right. So hopefully this will get me in there to spend something. Okay, uh, Uh I actually do appreciate the bag and bank space upgrades. I think that's a great way of, an easy way of using crowns, because like Setsuo has got, got crowns burning a hole in my pocket, and I'm not interested in stupid <laughs> pets, and yeah, I'm not really interested here. in the costumes either. Um, I have a mount, so I don't care about having 20 different mounts. I mean, I've spent, I bought one costume in my entire time so far and that was purely as you remember i didn't like my sandals in pvp so i bought that just so i could hide that um, so, so I, can... I now have i now have a suit to hide anything if i got an ugly outfit so i don't need to buy any other costumes uh so yeah it's quite literally a case of there's nothing i need but hey getting those last expensive bank spaces or bags aren't so expensive but bank is pretty costly so i'm quite tempted to throw down some crowns on that now uh, so i like that I forgot about something that I wanted to mention and I can't remember because I haven't checked but is it I've heard rumors and I think I saw it on Reddit that they've added 
more personal bag space. So now instead of it being 170, it goes up to 200. Yes, you can buy three more bag spaces to get 200. Oh, nice. Which is also awesome. Well, that means I'm going to have to... All that money I've been saving so far, I'm going to have to um, pull out and then and, and upgrade my main character. So Yeah, I'll use my crowns. Well, I use my crowns, so... Because I like... I'm such a collector. Like, that's what I do, and it's sad, but... I love that you're a hater of the crown store, and yet you, you are you are I know. you are the reason these things are successful. I like, know. Oh, I hate the crown store. It's so stupid. Oh, look another mount. I'm buying that. Oh, look a crappy pet. I'm buying that as well. Trust like, that's me. That's why they keep making these stupid things. The second an MMO comes out that's a sub MMO again, I'm gone. That's just it. It's it's I, I I hate crown store and I hate them. But I I'm such a collector. It is, it is, it's a sickness. It's like a self-hating sickness. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Being like morbidly obese but hating fat people kind of deal. You know, it's like I just – I hate everyone and I hate myself even more because I do. Like I, I like striving for the game but I also am such a completion nut that – I like seeing all those things. I'm that one guy in World of Warcraft who had like a hundred and how many how many mounts did I have? Like a hundred and seventy by the end, and that I didn't even play for a while. So yeah, it's it's definitely a problem. But that's why I won't spend my crown store on those things because I I hate I hate spending my crowns on things that I can get in game. Like if I can farm a recipe, I will farm it. I will not buy it. Like, even the Imperial one, I just, I saved money and farmed and farmed and farmed and farmed and then eventually found it. Instead of selling it for, like, the 80k it was going for at the time, I learned it, even though I bought the Imperial edition and could convert anything I wanted to Imperial anyway, just so that I could get the achievement. Yeah. I, I I will sit and grind mobs for hours to get that Slayer achievement kind of deal. Like, that's the type of player that I am. I just have to complete. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, so. Enough gold, we'll spend to get some stuff in. So, price for bag was okay. I find it a bit expensive. Um, uh, Rodrigo I think said, it's all right. You know, it does feel... And I will say this, it does feel expensive for, like, 10 bucks for 10 slots or something like that. But when you think about it, like, doing it at the beginning is not too, like, not too wise, but... It's stupid, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not wise at all, but when you get up to that final bank slot that's 250,000 gold to buy, maybe then it would be a little bit more beneficial. That was my thinking. I, I, you know, I've, I've already got the 170 slots. I still probably wouldn't spend it on the bags, but the bank gets ridiculously expensive. So, yeah, for the first however many extra slots, the thousand crowns seems ridiculous. But once you get to the point where it's starting to cost you, as you say, 90, 100,000 gold, then 150, 200,000, yeah, I'll throw down a thousand crowns. It suddenly seems a very reasonable cost. <laughs> yeah, when you look at it in that term, I don't know. I just. Uh, I feel I what I feel worse about is the guy who 
has that little bit of extra money or whatever and goes, oh, I can increase my bag thing and doesn't do the research to find out how much it is and he spends 10 bucks on the 100 gold upgrade. Oh. See, I would have scaled it. I'd have started the cheap crown store, like 100 crowns, and then it would have gone to 200, etc. And then once you get to the higher end, it then becomes 1,000 crowns and scaled it like the gold. Hmm. Yeah, I... I, I I do feel really bad for anyone who spends the ten ten bucks on essentially the the cheapest of upgrades. Four hundred gold. Yeah, four hundred <laughs> gold. Ten bucks. That would have taken you one quest in game to get, but okay. Yeah. All right. Final bit of news for this week before we get into our gameplay is more data mined items were added into the. Well, we're data mined from the Rothgar type, um, or what's assumed was going to be Rothgar. It was, it was found in earlier patches, but we're assuming it's going to be Rothgar. A lot of the things we've already talked about, such as the Akaviri style, the Mercenary style, that kind of deal is still kind of up in the air. Um, but there's a couple things that were uh, of, of note. Like, and it was really, really fascinating. And one of those things was... Um, Obviously, they've added the new essence runes for probably a new type of enchant, um, hockey show or whatever it is. I don't think that's. Let me just to verify that it's not a change. I'm gonna pull it up because I should have looked at this prior, but I'm gonna pull it up just because enchanting essence. Oh, great! It gives me the names. Um, crap. All right then. I really should have looked that up. But that that was one thing. So it's possibly a new type of enchant coming into the game. Uh, that enchant may possibly be the enchant that we were talking about earlier. If For those who don't remember the ones they talked about adding those prismatic enchants, that could be what that is. We don't really know because the picture only shows the name of the enchant with the question mark for people who've not learned it. So that it very well could be something along those lines. I'm thinking it might be that new prismatic enchant they were talking about to try to encourage build diversity, but we just don't know. Not but yet. that's already around, isn't it? You can already get the prismatic enchants. It, can you get it this update? I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, I believe Lefty Lucy has it on one of his builds. I'll have to look. So I think um, he's using it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look because I'm not sure. I didn't know if it was available, but that was that was my guess. But if if it's already available maybe maybe not no i'd be excited if what it actually did was um this new enchant instead did uh you put it on a weapon to give it the equivalent type thing of a master weapon that'd be awesome Crafting oh your own versions of master weapons oh then i can get rid of that stupid red guard sword and make it look like something i want yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh, the other f thing that I found was interesting is a potion called the Morph's Respect Potion. So, um, looks like we may be getting a type of craftable potion to allow us to do Morph Respects. I'm not sure how I feel about this in all honesty, because Morphs weren't that expensive. Maybe later on if you had everything morphed. But if you think about it, with how expensive the or how hard it is to get all those materials, at least for the experience potions, I almost feel like <laughs> it's going to be like crafting this potion and spending 500 gold more than just going to the shrine. 
Uh, yeah, but you could create three at once. Unlike the experience potions, they have like 4k a pop. Um, but you make three of them. You know, this, can make three, so that's this not too shabby. might also be a thing for raiders and, and people in dungeons going, oh crap, I don't have that morph. So instead of having to pop out, just carrying it with you and allowing you to redo your stuff in the middle of a trial or something, even though they're not leveled up, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe that was part of the thought process behind it without having to go back to, uh, without having to go back to anything, just being able to do it. Yeah, could be. I mean, as I say, I, I think it could actually just be a crown store item, but it, no, oh, that very well it could be, but see that, I think they are again, pulling up crown store because <laughs> I have it here. Cause you've you, got the scrolls to respect, but yeah. I don't think you do more firmly. Crown experience scroll, pledge of Mara, respect, respects. Uh, yeah, they only have the fool and the attribute. So yeah, maybe. So I thought someone might have requested the more version, and there we are. Well, we it's the fact that it's a potion makes me think it's going to be craftable. But then there might be a scroll coming into the the crown store. Like that's what I'm feeling. Like what will happen? Yeah, it could well be it. Yeah, because obviously they try to keep a little bit of everything in here. So, um, and Dillpad in chat goes, yeah, it could be helpful in dungeons. Yeah, exactly. If you need to swap, go. Oh, this boss requires I don't know. Like we have to interrupt it, and our caster took uh, uh, force pulse instead of crushing shock. Or your well, Templar goes, oh, no, I took Radiant Aura. What was I thinking? <laughs> no Templar would ever take Radiant Aura. <laughs> that, that just would not happen. Just, no. No one would. Or Sorcerer. It. What do you mean Crystal Blast isn't awesome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that could be a thing. That, that could definitely be a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So that that's being added so that was one thing that i thought was interesting obviously it'll probably have a crown store variant i'm assuming they'll add a scroll but i have a feeling what they'll do is they'll make this a a craftable item just like they did with the experience potion that people can craft and i mean in those odd situations maybe if you're going into a new dungeon and go wow this morph would just be so much more handy it might be nice to have rather than and again, it will be depending on what it costs to make this thing. Is it going to be? Is it going to require perfect row, or is it only going to require just random other mats that aren't really that big of a deal? You know, like I'm sure it's going to be maybe the purple mats, but is it going to require perfect row or some other thing that's not so hard to acquire? That's why the experience potions were so expensive because it's such a pain to actually get them, so no one wanted to farm them. I don't know. Thoughts be had. Anyone else? Thoughts? Thoughts? Nope. Questions? Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, guys, uh, that's the news. Let's go ahead and move into our tales. We're going to talk about what we did this week. We made a big show so far over pretty much nothing. So let's talk <laughs> tales. <laughs> Like, we talked Imperial City for a while. Like we really did go through that Imperial City. Like we, we, I had the notes, and as much as I would love to have read the notes on the show, it would have made for an insanely boring show because the notes are like fifty pages long. Um, so I'm sure no one would have wanted to hear that. So we tried to hit up the big points and talk about a couple of the changes and things that we just were not real fond of, 
and go from there. Um, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Uh, Setsuwa, did you get any game time or anything of that nature? Um, I didn't really play but too much, but I did watch my son play and just kind of explore all of Tamriel, wherever it would allow him to go or he could make it. So he does love his uh, little Argonian, which I tried to make him a Nord, but he was like, no, I want the dinosaur. Like, okay, it's not a dinosaur, son. We're going to have to open up the lore book here, buddy. Cause... It's, it's essentially a giant chameleon, son. <laughs> yeah. But he, he he wanted me to put the mohawk on it and make it look like a uh, – I don't even know which dinosaur has a mohawk. I forgot. It looks like it, but – Okay, all right. Well, yeah, other than that, he's just swinging around with a two-handed sword, hitting everything, including guards. And uh, I try to teach him how to fight, not against the guards, because it wouldn't <laughs> do much. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, if you're teaching your son how to fight against the guard, maybe <laughs> maybe I need to teach you a few things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you should just come and uh, we'll, we'll have a chat about how things work. <laughs> yeah, because those guards, oh, man. As much as... Um, it seems like a good idea at first to fight against them. There's no way. They pretty much one hit kill you most of the time. If if you've ever looked, if you have an at well, you play on the PS4, so you don't have an add on. Um, but the guards have over half a million health. Oh, so wow. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so good luck whittling that down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta teach them the run tactics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, just man. yeah. All it's, right. Yeah, that's um. The only thing I got a chance to do was try to make a kind of a battle mage. I pretty much just made the sorcerer, but instead I made a dark, ah, sorry, a dark elf. And I put like um, heavy armor on him for like the chest piece and the rest was light. So it, it's going all right. I tried to summon um, the, what is the first summon that you get? It was like a fiend or something, I think. I'm not, the clan yeah, yeah, clan fear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I tried to summon that, and it didn't really do too much damage. It wasn't all that effective, so I kind of just gave up after a while. It's I don't... a tanking one. It, it helps when you morph it, unless you do the volatile, which I don't know why you do the volatile, but the 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 unstable clan fear definitely helps when you're <laughs> you just want to stand back and go pew pew, and you want that thing to take all the hits. Oh, okay. That's probably uh, I why love, then. <laughs> I love the unstable clan fear. He's great. Do you actually <laughs> like? I've not really played with him. Like, I... he's nothing more to me than an on-demand forty-two percent of my max health heal. That's oh. all it. Just unsummon him, and boom, you've got half your health back. <laughs> For all I can like... sit in the background, do bugger all. I Doesn't thought he runs out and like explodes and kills things. That's that's the volatile one that runs around and suicides itself. But this one. 42% heal. I want it for my tanking. I have him for my soloing. He just runs around. You know, I, I usually blow him up. Go, cool. I'm, I'm low on health. He never aggro anything for me because he's useless. But he's a great little heal. He's even better than the green dragon blood. Ooh. He's <laughs> he is really good for that. That is that is very true. Um, yeah. You you got him. You just that's that's all you need really. Like I, I, well, I was telling you guys. Well, I'll I'll get to that in my thing. But like, I was having the hardest time on my sorcerer because I was I was essentially using a raid build. Like that's what I was using was a raid build. And obviously, while I'm leveling, a raid build is not the best because I'm taking hits. I'm doing stuff like that. It's like 
I'm just dying constantly. Someone needs to mute their mic because I hear plates. <laughs> uh, someone's making dinner, I guess. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I was getting my son's chicken nuggets real quick. Oh, chicken nuggets. Before they burned. <laughs> I, I want chicken nuggets. Oh, you can have some, man. I'll definitely um, mail them to you later on. Oh, <laughs> by the time they get to me, they're going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to be delicious. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> Your culinary skills are unsurpassed, sir. Oh, well, I've tried. You know, I went back in the farm and got chicken. No, <laughs> I, I don't live on a farm, so. Nice. <laughs> or, or do I have a live chicken? <laughs> nice. Okay. That's that's pretty pro. Um, <laughs> but I was having a terrible time with my sorcerer until it was like, you know what? Forget it. I went and learned both the both the ads, um, the the twilight and the clan fear and i just wreck face now because they just they beat on everything i sit there with my resta staff throw down a healing springs and and just kind of be like yep okay but they kill everything so um i wish um but yep that's uh that's it astellian why don't you go ahead and tell me about your gameplay of this week um well yeah i've got i'm on my sorcerer right now he's halfway through vr1 now he hasn't even left gold Arbor yet so that's <laughs> that's going pretty well um but mostly i've been on my my dragon knight getting him up he's just hit vr7 and i think he's in malabell tour so he's still got another whole zone of silver to go so i'm pretty confident with the changes that have come in that i'll get to play vr14 at least by the time i've finished all the the gold content which is pretty cool um as i mentioned earlier i have done a few vet dungeons with him not since the patch uh so it was before the patch but i was running at vr5 running the the vr12 dungeons that went pretty well even though i was designed for soloing so i had no health whatsoever thank god i was an imperial i was only even had 19,000 health <laughs> uh, my poor wife was the healer and she was only a vr5 templar um so it was, it was certainly uh, an interesting time but it's pretty easy when you're running around on the DK. That's because DKs are OP. Yeah, well, I was magic of base, so all I had was them in obsidian shield and my dragon blood or whatever for massive heals, and then talons, everything I see. So, job done. Very nice and easy. I do look forward to getting him at max level. Uh, I'll probably be taking him into the PvP zones. I, the the dragon knight? Like yeah, I'd like to get him in there. My, my, the Templars not the best when it comes to uh, PvPing. I just think that the DK has a little more, a little more oomph. The problem with the Templars, I find, well, your jabs is kind of like your main skill, or in my case, puncturing sweeps is. And Magicka Templars in particular aren't exactly amazing in PvP. Uh, and because I am Magicka based, I'm not going to change that to stamina, just mm. for PvPing. So the DK will probably be my main PvPer. I, but, uh... Oh. Okay, all right. Well, I've actually been playing quite a bit this week um, after it downloaded, so that was really exciting. Um, as I said earlier, I am loving the Imperial City for the nostalgia mostly. Like, I will say, like when you walk in there and look at the scale of the thing, it is pretty amazing. Like, it really does feel like a city, which is exciting to me. Um, the scale is really, really good, and I'm getting murdered by slaughterfish. 
That sucks. But I didn't have the achievement on this character. That's really funny. Um, hmm. But I've been doing the Imperial City, which actually, like, I'm not a PvPer, so a little bit of that is lost on me just because of the fact that I'm not a PvPer. But I did have a lot of fun. We were runner. I was running around solo. I got about two K stones banked because um, I was dying a good bit. Not just to PvP, but because the mobs do hit like a truck. I was solo almost the entire time. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been doing that, and that, it's actually been a lot of fun in there. I'm really, really, really enjoying the Imperial City. Um, it might help the fact that I'm on a on a on a, a campaign that's heavy EP. So I think in, in the entire time I was there, I saw um, like five AD total and one poor DC character sitting in one of the safe zones. Uh, for those who don't know, all the quest stuff, like when you do the quests that are there, those buildings you enter are considered safe zones and everyone who enters cannot attack anybody that's in there. But there were like 10 EP characters standing around the quest giver and one lone Daggerfall guy. And I felt so bad for him. I'm like, you are going to get crushed the second you walk out of here. It's going to be <laughs> bad. Um, ooh, I found Mike. Why, hello, Mike. Hello. Oh, he's always fun to find. <laughs> yeah, I get to talk to Mike here. Oh. Uh, I've been playing on my sorcerer because obviously, uh, I'm. I don't like alts, as most of you know. Um, she's fun, uh, like she is fun, but I just I miss my Templar. But I'm tired of not playing my Templar. But I play with my wife, and she's not really been up to playing much. So I've decided that one of the things I'm planning on doing is leveling up this sorcerer up to where my Templar was in the silver content. And then um, park him and play her with my wife whenever she wants to play, so I can continue to play on my my Templar. Just because of I I prefer my Templar, like it's I prefer him. I'm an achievement whore, and I like getting all the achievements on one character. So I'll be sitting there on him doing everything. Like that's why I will bring him into the Imperial City. Because I want to get all those achievements on him, not other characters. So that's what I will do. But it does make for some difficult gameplay some of the time. So I'm going to be playing him more once I get this girl leveled up to the point where she can take over the questing experience where I left off. So... Um, I've obviously been doing all the quests in the Imperial City. One of the things that I did do, which was really, really, really cool, was the one achievement in the... And I'm pulling it up here. Imperial City, it's called... Da, 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 da. The achievement I got was... Where is it? Protector of the Faith. Completing the Imperial City Temple event in the Temple of the One by defeating the Daedric Titan, like, Urz, Urz, Urz something or another. I don't know. Some weird name. Um, that was actually a really, really fun event. We had like six people and right before that event happened, um, we, me and one other person were sitting out going, I want to do this event. All the other events up until that point had been soloable. Um, apparently the arena quest and the, um, whatever, what is it? The, it's not the noble district. It's the. Is it the Elven Garden District that has the Temple of the One? Why am I drawing a blank? 
Well, handy dandy map time. Imperial City, Temple of the One, Temple District. Duh. <laughs> Temple District. Um, I don't know why it took me so long to get that. Uh, the Temple District is... You can't do it by yourself. Like, it's wave upon wave upon wave of mobs. And then after that happens, a giant Daedric Titan comes flying through the roof. And you have to fight him too. And he is not easy. Um, and honestly, I don't believe Solable because he is kind of like a, a dungeon boss difficulty. Or at least the health of a dungeon boss. You will die long before you kill him. Um... So, like, we did that. But right before we actually finished the quest, we were sitting there. We were just waiting around outside the Imperial City, and we were trying to find people, and we weren't really getting anywhere. And she goes, hold on. Let me let me message my boyfriend. He'll come over, and uh, he'll help us. We might be able to do a three because I was DPS. He was a tank, and, and she was a healer. And he's like, it'll be tough, but we could probably do it with three. Um needless to say as we're sitting there we see another group run by they're killing stuff and it turns into a group of ad like three or four ad characters come out and start attacking us and they come and help us and we've been fighting this turned out to be like an hour and a half of fighting these guys just over and over and over again nice um it kind of sucks because they eventually killed us, but we were kind of waiting, and they eventually killed us, so we killed them, got their stones, and I had, like, 700 on me at the time, and I died and lost, like, the majority. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah, that that really did... All of us had, like, 700 to, like, 800, <laughs> because we were just essentially killing mobs in around the temple while we were waiting for people to come out, and then they showed up, and we were killing them, so they just kept... Re- Again, part of the reason why I dislike the un- the locking feature is because of that reason. Um, they just kept respawning, and they didn't have any stones. They just kept going, trying to kill us, and then when they killed us, they got like a huge amount of stones, and that just really, really sucked. So, yeah, I didn't. I don't like the sound of that myself. That sounds yeah. a lot more of a headache than anything. It, it was it was fun gameplay. Don't get me wrong. But the losing of the stones was painful. It probably would have been more painful had had I needed the stones for anything. Because <laughs> let's face it, other than using it to buy uh, to buy raw materials, which is pretty much all I'm doing, it, it doesn't even matter. It just it just doesn't. So. Um, but we, we eventually, we kind of died off. We all respawned. We banked what little stones were left to us and went, okay, we hopped back down. They were gone. I guess they moved to another district. So we go, okay, let's go ahead and, and, uh, and, and kill this. That's when we did the event. That was really cool. Um, prior to that, I had been killing, um, everything in the area i did the first four quest in the imperial city for the story with the drake of blades she's an awkward character like she's just really awkward apparently she just has really bad people skills and if you sit and listen to her talk it's just kind of like okay uh-huh yep talking about an old priest she's like it was really distracting it's like why was he distracting i don't know his teeth were distracting i'm like you're weird 
you're really weird. Um, so she's a weird character. The other characters were kind of neat that you met uh, from the meet the character kind of deal. Um, I'm trying to think of the other other thing. And why am I drawing a blank? I'm just drawing a complete blank. <sighs> and that sucks. Definitely sucks. Um, yeah, so I did that. She's weird. Um, don't care for her, but she is what she is. She's just a different character. Uh, but then we got to the arena district, and that's where I kind of ended my gameplay for my my Templar for that night, or for that day, because it was like right before the show. Uh, and then I realized, you know what? Before I do anything else, I need to go back, do some more crafting, do my daily crafting writs, feed all my horses and all my various characters, and uh, go from there. So that's what I've been working on. Uh, almost all my characters now, all my mules, have maxed out horses. Um, at least two stats on all of them are done, with the exception of like two characters that started later. And they have the speed completely done, and the bag like at 40. So um, they're moving along. I haven't used any crowns on that stuff, obviously. It was just a, just a 250 gold every day on every character kind of deal. Um and that, uh, that's about it for me for to, for this week. Um, I am having fun with the Imperial City. I do plan to go forward and go back into it as soon as I get my one girl caught up a little bit and um, close to where my character is. Maybe Thais will play with me tomorrow and we'll, uh, we'll get to adventure a little bit more. Finish off that Silver Zone or something. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next section, which is our guild spotlight. Um, obviously, uh, Steldian, go ahead and you can go first. Uh, yeah, well, Kushu Sanctorum's still around for any who are DC players on the EU server. Um, I won't lie, in terms of events and activities, we're kind of down to the bare bone. Um, to be honest, people just haven't got that much interest in the trials at the moment anymore, because... Well, what's what's the point? Um, but there's still people around, and so you know we still try and people around to do dungeons and stuff. Or if you just want to be able to be there to talk and ask questions, by all means, join us. There's five guilds you can join, so why not Avis is one of them? Hmm. But okay. Yeah, that's all. All right. Well, um, obviously, Wings of Fate is the Dungeon Crawler Network Community Guild. Uh, come on out. We do guild events every week. Uh, right now, we are doing... Uh, well, right after this show, in fact, is Aldmari Dominion Pledge Night. On Tuesdays, we do Ebonheart Pack Pledge Night. And Thursdays, when I'm not on work, I think uh, I may retire Craglorn Night for a few weeks and uh, just do Imperial City because then anyone who's Ebonheart Packed... Um, Pretty much any level, as long as you can get into Cyrodiil, uh, can come and enjoy Imperial City. So I think that might be what I've been working on uh, for the future, to be honest. Um, so Thursdays, I say every Thursday, but it's one of those things you really got to check the calendar because my work is I'm obviously IT-related work, and sometimes I have to work in the evenings just due to the fact that I can't restart servers in the middle of the day or people would be angry. So I have to schedule some things around at night. So 
that's something I'm going to be doing. I think I'm going to move the time back, though, maybe about an hour, hour and a half, start at 8.30. Because I'd really, really love to get Thais into it. And we're trying with my new little Nordling, for those, you know, my little Nordling. Uh, we are trying to get him to go to bed around 8. That's, I give him a bath at 8 and uh, um, on, on certain nights. And then we go from there. So around 8, 8.30, he should be laying down for bed. He may fall asleep. And then we can get Thais in and be able to play a little bit more which would be my optimal goal. So instead of starting at 7, I think I'm going to start moving my nights to 8 p.m. Eastern, which might be a little bit easier for some of our West Coast friends. Uh, obviously, our EU friends who are playing on the U.S., well, I'm sorry, you're kind of SOL. Um, but <laughs> So for right now, I really do think uh, Imperial City may be the way that I'm going to be going for my community nights in the future but of course check the calendar dungeoncrawlernetwork.com slash events and uh see all the stuff we're doing we have our podcast schedules on there we have our in-game events for eso check all of that out uh obviously we are on the north american mega server for the pc um i want to give a little shout out to my friends over at uh, qgn i've gotten several requests and emails from people asking us if we play on any of the consoles and to be honest as of right now i mean we have two staff members who do play on consoles that's uh setsua and uh sunny black um but we don't have any official guild presence um but the elder scrolls off the record crew they do have a guild press presence on both the xbox one and the um playstation 4 yes um if you're interested in joining them, tell them DCN sent you because just because I don't really know why uh, <laughs> you can either message. If you have Twitter, um, you can send a, a tweet to at ESOTR guilds and just ask for an invite, give them your information and they will toss you an invite. So um, that's the best way that I know of. I think you could probably also email them at uh, uh, elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com. Sorry, Avarwin, if that's not the right email. It's the only one I remember at the moment. Um, so email if you're interested in them. Uh, I can tell you personally, they are a great community. I, I love them to death. Um, obviously, one of my favorite podcasts in the community. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just a great group of people. So, I mean, if, if we can't be there, uh, obviously... I would say the next best thing, but they are they are uh, one of the better communities I find in uh, on the console market. So eventually, if I ever do buy a PS4, I will probably uh, I did buy the expansion or whatever it was to get it on <laughs> PS4 uh, when they offer that twenty dollar change. So I may go over there um, just to mess around. But again, I won't be forming a guild. I would join the Elder Scrolls off the record for when I'm playing there. So. Uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, again, can't vouch for them enough. They're a great community. You will not regret it. So if you're looking for an Xbox One or a PS4 guild, you don't have any. Again, Twitter, Elder Scroll ESOTR guilds, or um, Elder Scrolls off the record at Gmail. Message, say, hey, I want in on one of these guilds and go from there. Yeah. I'm, I'm in their um, PS4 guild on the on Elder Scrolls. 
Yeah, I figured you would have been, and that's yeah. what I, I, I think I told. I think even – I might be wrong on this, but I think even Sonny is in it. I may be wrong. I do, I'm not sure, but um, that's – that's if you're asking for a recommendation, that's what I would recommend, obviously. Yeah. So. It's very fun yeah. um, when people are on. Yeah, so definitely check them out. Um, we do – uh, are. Well, I guess if you are interested in joining our guild, though, on the PC side, send me a message at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S, and I'll get you an invite. Um, we do have a guild raffle this week. Are we to a point where we could do that? Uh, yeah, close enough. Okay. My pet finish him off. Okay. What well, are the well, numbers? Um, let me look. Uh, two to 73. We have seven. Seven. Okay, let me look. And that winner is General Jalda. General Jalda, there you go. So congratulations, sir. I will get you the money in-game, well, as soon as I get out of this delve, to be honest. So congratulations, sir, on winning. Uh, Keep in mind, this is how we fund our... um, our guild trader because we we do try to do a guild trader uh we have won the past two weeks uh so that's exciting um we were not winning for quite a while because it does take quite a bit of money but we have been winning a guild trader for the past two weeks so we do have a guild trader now hopefully we win it this week um i do encourage everyone who's in the guild to participate thousand gold gets you a ticket um it helps us out and our guild funds are running low from having to bid because you're looking at almost a hundred thousand for the low end trader we're going for now or uh sometimes even above that somewhere in the 100 to 150 in most cases for almost any low end trader and some of those are even higher so when we don't make much money from this we're we're spending more than we're we're getting so uh, there might be a few weeks where we don't actually have a trader just due to the fact that uh, we couldn't afford one and we had to build up the funds through the raffle. So keep that in mind, obviously. Uh, I'm assuming most people here are here for the community, not just the trader, but the trader does help. So <laughs> helps us sell stuff and make money because you'll need it. All right. Uh, we had two emails this week. I'm going to have to pull them up here. I got totally turned around in this entire section. That sucks. Hmm. Uh, Two emails this week. First one is from VNXNT. uh, And I think I actually already read this one, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Um, Jealous stumbled across the show after seeing a post on Reddit. Loving it. Keep up the great work. Uh, Well, thank you for uh, braving Reddit. Um, had ESO for two months now, Xbox One, sorry, his words, not mine, uh, and I am loving it. Me and my best mate have been dreaming of this for years and years and years, and we are living the dream. That's awesome. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind giving us some advice. I play a Dragon Knight tank, um, Vanek the Red Sun, a hardened old Nord. I approve of this, sir. And my mate plays a sorcerer healer, Breton. We are high 30s at the moment. With an aim of VR ranks and doing dungeons, trials, etc. Anyway, are there any advice, tips, tricks that you could give us that would be good to nail down now as opposed to any bad habits we should get rid of? Um, 
Esteldian, do you have any anything to kind of general general tips? Because I'm yes. tra- I'm thinking the... of a few right now myself. So well, the most common one is learn the tells that mobs have. If there's red sparkles, make sure you learn where your interrupt button is and learn to use it well. And if something's doing big white sparkles, make sure you learn to block because the amount of times you get to vet levels and you've got people who still have no clue about interrupting or blocking and they wonder why they die so fast. Those are very elementary things, but because it's so easy to level, sometimes people never learn it because they don't realize you need to. Later on, you will be punished if you don't. Um, Other than that, my other general one would be if there's two of you playing, Again, it's pretty easy to get through the leveling anyway, so don't try and follow any endgame builds or anything. Just set up your skill bars based on trying to get every skill line leveled to 50, because you never know what you're going to want to do at the end. You might be want to be stamina now, like I was for, what, five patches worth, and then suddenly I decided to become magic. Lucky I'd already leveled everything up, so it wasn't a big deal. I just had to respect the morphs. Whereas if you haven't leveled it up, you have to start and grind. You don't want to do that rubbish, so just use your skill ups. My general advice would be put on a weapon, Put on two skills related to that weapon, then put one skill from each of your class skill lines on, and then the ultimate, pick another one of your class skill lines which you want to level up faster. Mm-hmm. And on your second bar, when you get it, when you have actually level 30, I usually put on a weapon I don't particularly want to use much, like for me it was a staff, because I hate staffs, so I put a staff there, again put two skills to the staff, then three class skills again, and whenever I handed in quests, I'd flip to that bar and hand in, and I'd always, while I was actually questing and adventuring, I'd just stick to bar one. Right. That's actually what I was going to say. I uh, Make a leveling bar for skills you don't want to use, and before you turn in a quest, just level them up, because you never know. Like Some skills are just garbage, except for in that one situation that it's like, wow, this is like the best skill in existence, and it's almost a necessity for certain fights. So you don't want to be the guy that goes, well, I have a skill point, but I don't level it, because they do more damage or they're more effective the higher rank they are. Um, so you definitely want to have them leveled up. Um, trying to think about anything else. Obviously, um, try out the different builds. Like try out different. Th- try out. I would recommend trying out everything, unless you, unless you've been an MMOer for a long time, or like you know you want to be a tank. Try everything out because you'd be surprised. Uh, healing is actually one of my favorite things in this game, to be honest. Um, it, it, to me, it is one of the most fun aspects of this game, and I hate healing in other games. Um, so definitely give that a shot. Don't be concerned about the meta build, the end game build, until, as Esteldian said, you're near the end. Um, because, to be honest, as I was telling you guys earlier, I was having a heck of a time trying to level my sorcerer using an end game build because it was designed solely for dps it has like zero survivability because it's assuming that you're not gonna stand in the red and you're not gonna die and that there's gonna be a tank to pick everything up for you but unfortunately while i was leveling that made it very very difficult um definitely do your research i mean look find a build go hey this looks like it's gonna be really really good at end game and keep that in your back pocket but don't worry about it till till you hit that point um if you're into crafting, I I recommend it because even at Endgame, crafted gear is some of the best gear. Uh, if you are stingy with points um, or you don't have a lot, definitely level other characters to do it. Like I've been, 
I've thrown characters in and, and had them, um, you know, level up blacksmithing and all these other stuff. So that way I could save points on my main character when, when skill points were tight. Eventually you may be able to get like right now I have, I don't have everything unlocked, but I have my main thing unlocked. I have like four crafting skills maxed out. Um, and, and that's good enough for me. Uh, am I as, as viable? Like I have two weapons built. I don't have a lot of other weapons, but do I really need them considering the type of play that I, I plan on doing? No, I don't. And that's fine. But you may want to look at that because crafting is very expensive for points. Um, obviously the one thing you're going to also want to do is regardless if you plan on doing crafting at all, you're going to want to level provisioning and, uh, alchemy up for the passives. Um, not all the passives, just like one passive and that passive is the one that increases your food buff or drink buff if you're into pvp it's your choice uh drinks are better for pvp foods are better for pve as a general rule um and the medicinal use passive that actually makes drinking potions better you're going to want to level that up to at least the point where you got all three points in that because that's really useful everyone's going to chug potions it's three skill points. Happy day, right? Um, I think that's about it for general. So, I mean, obviously, if you have some more questions, we love to hear them. Um, and uh, definitely send them in. We'll be glad to help chat with you. Go from there. So, uh, thank you so much for that email. We hope we helped out. If you need any follow-up, please, uh, please uh, email us back. Uh, our next email comes from well it is i have the name debbie and colin aka miss pendragon and butternut i love that name butternut <laughs> it reminds me of my cat uh butter anyway dungeon crawlers hello all uh we have really enjoyed your podcast and website since it was recommended by elder scrolls off the record thank you esotr thank you so much um great guys over there as a couple, it's fun to hear of others who enjoy gaming together. Yeah, me and my wife, whenever she, when, whenever she's not taking care of the Nordling, it's fun to do. Um, and we enjoy gaming together, and we have had many, many fun hours doing our own thing, especially with the kids off at uh, university. After an exciting month of playing ESO, our first ever online game, we realized that Miss Pendragon was a mismatch of both our styles of play, <clears throat> and we were running out of skill points. Change was needed. We looked online for help and just had to say what an amazing and comprehensive review of the skill lines and their usages that you have created. Uh, that's Esteldine who Estelian created. Every area explained with their good and bad points discussed. Once decided... Um, and Butternut brought into the family, we visited the Shrine of Stendar and Wayrest and donated 2,000 coins. Miss Pendragon is now, fighting, is now fighting fit with an assortment of new skills, some of them I never would have given a go before reading your review. We unleashed her on Glenumbra, and nothing stood in her way. We will be returning to Rivenspire now, level 24, and hope uh, the backwards running will be a movement of the past. Keep having fun and thanks. That's Miss Pendragon and Butternut, PS4 Europe. So thank you so much. We're glad that um, um, that you 
enjoyed the guides that Estelian worked so very, very hard on and that they were indeed uh, helpful to you. So that, that counts as a five-star review for me, right? I, I think that does. <laughs> that, that does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to someone found useful of the, uh, the guides. For anyone who's interested in those, Esteldine worked very hard to go through and do kind of like a five-star review of all the skills in the game. Um, not necessarily, you know, in some situations things are better, but it was just a general, okay, here's the skill, and this is what the general skill or uh, the, the rating I would give this skill based on everyday use kind of deal. Uh, so if you're looking and you're not quite sure if a skill is at all useful, maybe check it out. It's on our DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com under our library, Elder Scrolls Online. And then there's a section called Skill Line Guides. Uh, there's one for almost everyone in the game except for, like, Emperor, which doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> and I can't remember. There's, like, one it's, or It's Ledger Domain because it's, it's just passives. So. Yeah, skip the passive ones because it's just, like, if you have points... And you're gonna and you're gonna use it, then take it, right? Because um, yeah. yeah, it really is. If you're planning on stealing, it can't hurt to have them. <laughs> that's that's really the best way to look at that one. And just to add to that, if anyone has any comments or disagreements with any of your scores, by all means, just leave some feedback. Because you know they're not set in stone. They're just my ideas. If people can point out why I've misjudged a skill and come up with some good reasons why it should be a higher score, or or at least so I can mention where it is useful, so that it just gives more information to those because that's what it's there for to help players i'm not i'm not precious about the guide just because i wrote them it's not like no what i say goes if people have good reasons why a score should be different or a particular situation where while it's a bad score it could be good to be used then just let us know absolutely it is this was definitely something that was done to help players especially i think we started releasing them with 2.0 right before the console launch because we knew a bunch of people who were going to be picking it up were they going to be able to, you know, they're going to get flooded like we were with this mass array of skills, and are they going to know what to do with it? So I know uh, I know a lot of people um, really, really appreciated that and uh, found a, quite a bit of use off out of it. So um, we hope you do as well. Uh, oh, finally, I'm sorry, I missed a little PS note. Uh, they do... They do all the little side quests and play everything twice. So if everyone wants to join them, check them out. Miss Pendragon and Butternut on PS4 Europe. So they like playing with other players. So if you want to play, definitely uh, definitely send them a message. All right. Well, guys, um, closing that off there. It is time for our final thoughts. guess we should uh, chat about that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Setsuwa, since you were our guest for this episode, why don't you go ahead and go first? Um, final thoughts? Um, it's definitely fun to be back on, um, the Tales of Tamriel, um, show. Definitely gonna, um, going to get back into playing the game. I actually just got a message on my PlayStation Network, um, saying, hey, I heard you won a couple episodes back, and they wanted me to come play with them, so I might just do that. Nice. Other than that, um, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, any, anytime, man, anytime. Um, Esteldian, how about you, sir? Uh, yeah, it was good to be back after a few weeks' break. Um, unfortunately, I won't be around next week either because, again, I'm away. But after that, should be a fairly clear run, run for a while. Um, 
But yeah, always fun sitting here chatting all about ESO. And on a non-ESO related note, uh, I just want to remind everyone that we have, uh, there's a game called Saga Lucemia being worked on by an indie company. It's an MMO that's probably not due up to late 2017, but they're about to open up their pre-order store in a few weeks time. If you like old fashioned MMO styles of very much group based gameplay, it could be something you want to check out. The reason I'm mentioning that here is because we do have a giveaway of a free pre-order of the game. Um, all you have to do is go to the Saga Lucemia website, sign up to their forums, post in the introduction page to say, hey, who you are, and mention that DCN sent you over there, and just sort of have a look at the game, see if you actually like it, because obviously if you don't, don't bother signing up, because there's no point in giving you a copy of the game if you don't want to play it when it comes out. But for anyone who is interested, have a read over there, and sign up to their forums, and you could win yourself a free copy. There you go. Definitely go out and do that, especially um, some of our listeners. And, and again, I'm going to take this as a grain of salt. Some of our console listeners, uh, these, we're, these games and stuff like that, if you're not used to MMOs, uh, Esteldi and I, we come from a very old school type of MMO background. Um, obviously, I've even started working with an indie developer for an MMO. Um and I'm really excited about that. Now we're even farther out than 2017 because we're we're very early. Uh, but it, it's the type of gameplay that we would find enjoyable, but not necessarily everyone else because it's. And let, you know, if you if you want to solo everything, like you just let, want a single player experience, most of these indie MMOs are probably not going to be for you because we're trying to get back from that solo mindset to what MMOs were always meant to be in the first place, which was group stuff. But if you're big into group, definitely check these out. I've been looking at uh, Saga Lucemia myself. Um, it looks really, really good, especially for an indie. So keep in mind that these are people who are not necessarily even working full-time. They might even be a part-time type thing. Like they have, like uh, I know I am with uh, my, uh, the end. The developer I'm working with uh, for Sacrament Game, like it's almost an entire part-time staff because uh, we all have jobs. Some of them I think are full-time, but they also don't have the funding of AAA because it's all mostly crowdfunded and stuff like that. But because of that, they can they can do stuff that publishers go, no, you have to think of of ways to get the most amount of players, and that means single-player content. This is this is them doing the game they want the way they want. So if you're into that group content, definitely, definitely check out. Support these indie developers because in the end, uh, these indie developers are doing it for the love of the game, not the love of money, which arguably you could say the AAA industry has turned into, the yeah. love of money. In the reality, a AAA game is never going to bring this sort of content because it's just not mass marketable enough. So, yeah, if you like the old school ways or if it intrigues you, go and have a look it is open to pc players only i might add unfortunately because as an indie game it would be a bit ambitious to be trying to pull out (laughs) consoles and multi server stuff yeah i definitely miss the old school mmo ways i'm actually um building a computer here hopefully pretty soon so i'll definitely be checking out both of those games um because i really miss the old school mmo style yeah i mean we in in a game like if you think about it as part of my closing thoughts, some of the stuff that we're doing now is we're, we are essentially 
having to, I guess, force people to come together with our events to try to get people. But in mm. games where it's the only way, you wouldn't have to go, oh, it's it's pledge night to do this or this. Because it's like you log in and go, hell, wow, all you people are on. Let's go do something because I can't <laughs> do it without you. <laughs> yeah, that's how it used to be in um, Anarchy Online, um, a game I used, a sci-fi MMO that I used to play a long time ago when it first came out was exactly like that. that that's just an example. But it was you had to go do stuff um, with everybody. Yeah. And we've sadly lost that in MMOs in general, just yeah. over the years. Because as Estellian said, it's not mass marketable. Yeah, Anything from 2005 and up, not the same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, final thoughts is for Elder Scrolls and specifically, uh, Imperial City, um, remarkably good for what it is. Um, if you're if you absolutely disdain PvP completely and that will ruin your game, it's not going to be for you. I do like PvP to an extent, uh, so I don't mind it as much. Um, I'm a PVE care bear, obviously, but it's not that bad. Like it's actually it, it's still remarkably fun. Um, the nostalgia is definitely a thing. Like just going and, and looking at the city is just. That alone is worth it in my mind. So, I don't know. It's it's pretty awesome. All right, guys. Well, if you've enjoyed this show, please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. Check out our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, where you can find all of our guides, videos, any other podcasts that we do. Um, obviously, if you want to support us, check out Patreon.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. And... Uh, Thank you so much, and we hope to see you in-game and see you next week. Everyone have a good night. Good night, all. Auf Wiedersehen.